28. A bit of a change to the show this week. I'm not going to do any reviews. No silliness. My brother Carl has died. I think I mentioned I've been worried about him. Well, he was suffering from kidney cancer and it uh, spread around his body. And the immunotherapy wasn't effective. And uh, it fired up a bunch of other symptoms. And it has taken him away. I can't travel back to the UK because of the new COVID lockdown. And what uh, necessary quarantining will mean uh, for everyone in the family. So my eulogy at the funeral is going to be read by my nephew Jake. uh, Carl's son. And I've recorded a version here for posterity. And to let you know what's going on. I'm going to put it up as a YouTube video too. uh, With a slideshow of uh, some pictures. And I'll also post this eulogy as a transcript. So um, going forward I'm going to take a a short break uh, from the podcast until the new year. Uh, Get my head back together. Take some time to really focus on the family. It's a cliche of course but time is so precious. Make it count. Carl was just 48. Too young, really. My friend Rob lost uh, his brother a few weeks ago. You know, when you hear about it and you send condolences and you think, oh, that must be really bad. I'm, I'm really sad for them. But like most things, you don't really know until you've experienced it yourself. Hey, you see notes of my bunny lad Are you sure he's well? Oh, he's gone all along with stick in his hand He's gone to row the kilo Yes, I seen your bunny lad. Twas on the sea I spied him. His grave is green, but not with grass. And you'll never lie beside him. Hey, you see not of my bunny lad And are you sure he's well? He's gone along with stick in his hand He's gone to row the kilo I first met Carl shortly after I was born He saw me and chose my name. And then we were four, our little family. Doreen, Charlie, Carl and Andrew. He did okay. It's a fair enough name. Although he and my dad often shortened it to Drew. In hindsight though, given his future love and obsession with black metal, 
I was lucky I was not named Asmorgoth the Dementor, which would have raised a few eyebrows at the registry office at Burnley General Hospital. Or maybe not, given our proximity to Pendle and the rumours of witchcraft associated with the area. Or the local hellmouth, of course, otherwise known as Padium. As a boy, Carl was the clever one, reading prodigiously early, and he was selected by our school to be placed in a special music programme in which a cello was bestowed upon him. Incredible! We'd never seen the like. It barely fit through the door of our little terraced house on Presswich Street. I was not deemed cello-worthy. I was given the wooden block. Not a full glockenspiel, nothing like that. Just an actual little piece of a block of wood that you could hit with a little stick. It made just one sound. A dull wooden thud. The sound of low expectations. What I'm saying is, you don't find it in symphony orchestras. Bach never wrote a series of suites for the wooden block that stirred the soul. Not like the glorious cello. But then again, on the flip side, there's no competitive cello soloist leagues amongst Burnley's many pubs. And would you rather have to lug a cello home across Stoops Estate or have a wooden block stowed snugly in your back pocket? So the joke was on him, really. And he knew it. The cello was a burden which he had to heft about for years, on buses in the rain, through spaces that were too small and were more suited to the wooden block. And it was a struggle. He was a sweet, kind and big-hearted kid. The head teacher at our primary school often gave his favourites nicknames, and his was the wonderfully ironic Nasty. Partly to fit in with the alliteration of Newsham, Nasty Newsham, but also because Carl was anything but nasty. Even when struggling with the cello. He never lashed out. It was all internalised. He would seethe with frustration, like Victor Meldrew, like Basil Fawlty, a Burnley version of Sisyphus, the character in Greek mythology who was cursed to pointlessly push a rock up a hill for all eternity. And the music teacher he had was by all accounts an old-school banshee whose pedagogical philosophy was raw anger and poisonous disappointment. But it was an honour to have the cello, and there was no way he was going to be allowed to give it up. No wonder he needed a drink. And there was no shortage of places to get a drink amongst Burnley's many, many pubs. As a kid, I used to think that there were more pubs in the town than people. There was anyway back in the day, when directions to places were given via the landmarks of pubs. Left at the Crown, right at Harry's Bar, up and into the Carlton. He was often carrying burdens we could not help him with. 
The cello was the first burden I saw Carl with and couldn't understand or help him with. It's a wonder he liked music at all. But he did. He loved it in most of its shapes, forms and varieties. In his teenage years, in the 80s, you would find him hand-sewing and embroidering denim jackets with the names of his favourite bands. Superb works of art, really. Beautiful tapestries on denim. Heavy metal was a big love. Maiden, Sabbath, Slayer. But there were also the rockabilly years in there. And electronica too. Erasure in particular. The romance of Ola Moore blasting out on the bedroom record player. The soundtrack to his teenage love life. He had a great little group of friends. In fact, he always had friends and particular soundtracks for them. He was easygoing and up for almost anything most of the time. The perfect partner in crime with a wit and turn of phrase that could make you laugh so much you almost pissed your pants. Our thing was listening to Bob Dylan and discussing the lyrics endlessly. Our parents had a bunch of the albums and singles on vinyl. And I think we had the words remembered to subterranean homesick blues before school made us learn the Lord's Prayer. And of course, it is a more poetic, powerful and vital incantation. We saw Dylan in concert twice together. Once when we took our mum to see him at the NEC for her 50th birthday and the first time at Glastonbury 98. Great memories. Good times. The Glastow gig was very special. We got close to the stage and Dylan played a lot of the classics and we sang every word together. It had been a long day of revels and as the gig went on I felt Carl leaning on me more and more. Before the encore I asked him if he was okay and why was he leaning on me so heavily and he looked at me in surprise and said, I thought you were leaning on me. That was us, leaning on each other. He was a wide reader and a voracious and passionate intellect, and I grew up in his shadow. I'd learned by his example, both good and bad, and if anything, I've only made my way because I was able to stand on his shoulders. Of course, we've lost Carl before. We've had a little practice at it in a way. Not that it makes this any easier. We lost him for many years to his affliction, which he hid from us to which we had no answer for, to which we could not help him, to which, like many alcoholics, he was in secret communion with at all times, until that conversation grew and blocked out all the things, the good, the bad, the ugly. For us, to be on the outside of this communion was to be put on mute. And yet, even when it consumed him, he still managed to get multiple promotions at work, and he still managed to way more than adequately provide for his family. It was a road he chose to walk alone. It was only something he finally overcame 
with the help of Andrea. And so this final losing is particularly tragic because he was over 10 years sober now and he'd worked hard to finish college and graduate and had begun his own therapy practice. I'm sure he was going to go on and help so many people. He was going to help people with a depth and knowledge that can only come from empirical lived experiences, understood and bound to the discipline of academic study and practice. It's a great loss in so many ways. I hope he knew how loved he was. I hope he knew how many people he had comforted and made laugh. I hope he knew how well liked he was by so many, even if sometimes we got frustrated with some of the self-destructive habits that sometimes got the better of him. A few years ago, I asked him to walk the Coast to Coast Trail with me, 192 miles from St. Bees to Robin Hood's Bay. He was busy starting his new therapy practice and with work, but he was wanting to get fit, and he knew it would be an adventure, so he said yes. We didn't know then that the cancer was already in him, we didn't know that it was wrapped around his adrenal gland so his body couldn't properly turn food and glucose into energy so he couldn't properly burn fat and build muscle. In hindsight, it was a truly amazing feat of strength that he managed to complete that hike with me. And it was an amazing hike. So many laughs, so many stories and memories. We sang the Manchester Rambler from the top of Kidsty Pike. We howled the words at each other, joyfully, as we clambered over the wainstones. I've been over Snowden, I've slept up on Croton, I've camped by the wainstones as well. I've sunbathed on Kinder, been burned to a cinder, and many more things I can tell. My rucksack has off been my pillow. The heather has off been my bed And sooner than far from the mountains I think I would rather be dead I'm a rambler, I'm a rambler from Manchester way I get all my pleasure the hard and way I may be a wage slave on Monday But I am a free man on Sunday we turned tears of exhaustion into tears of laughter at the end of every day. He even saved a young Israeli tank commander from being lost on the moors. I wish you could have seen the way Carl would slam through the doors of remote pubs and hostels at the end of our 15-mile days, caked in mud and sweat, prominently displaying a death metal t-shirt saying things like, Rotting Christ. The looks on the locals' faces were utterly priceless. It would always ensure that there was suddenly space around the fire for Asmogoth the Dementor. I'm sorry I can't be with you today to share this remembrance and celebration of my brother's life. I've so many stories I wish I could share with you as I'm sure you have some to share with me too. It is hoped I'll see you at some future gathering for the scattering of the ashes next year when we get this Covid beat and we can all travel and congregate again like we used to. And then we can have a get together in a more informal setting and remember all the good times we had with Carl, all the laughter 
and share what he meant to each of us and how he brightened our lives and helped us carry our own burdens. But until then, I'll have to say goodbye like this. You were a good brother, a friend and a mentor. No more burdens for you now. We'll carry you now in our memories and hearts, and I'll see you at times in the faces of my children, particularly when they smile. Rest easy, big man. Beside the red neon light That's where I met my baby On a hot summer's night He was the tender And I ordered a beer It's been 40 years And I'm still sat here Can't you see The sun sinking fast And just like they say Nothing good ever lasts Well Go on then and kiss it goodbye But hold on to your love Cause your heart's gonna die Go on then and say goodbye To our town, to our town Can't you see the sun's going down On our town